0: Oh, I (laughs)
1: do.
0: Everybody on uh, Facebook Live, everybody out there listening to the audio version, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, I am, as always, your host alongside Daniel Yelverton um, for the podcast. It is March 3rd, and today we're going to be on Joshua 3. Um, We explained this to the Facebook Live crowd a couple minutes ago, but we are jumping forward in case you're confused um, to line up. We have a new small group season starting uh, in the church coming up on... uh, Actually, it just started, if you're listening to the audio version, um, March 1st. So um, March 1st, we're on Joshua 1. So today is March 3rd. We are on Joshua 3. So we are also joined today by our friend Michael Miller. What's up, guys? Who joins us a fair amount of time now nowadays? He's free a lot and loves doing this with us. And then Tiffany Wiss is here with us as well.
2: Hi, everybody! <laughs> next generation.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Woo! This is
0: like the next gen. It's a party uh, special. Absolutely. <laughs> Real quick, did you guys um, did you guys get a chance to listen to that uh, Hillsong Young and Free song that I sent yesterday? Yeah. Yes. Isn't that cool?
2: I like yeah. it a lot. It I'm gonna up. add it, it to the mix. frame, I think yeah. It's
0: really cool. Like I, I just I feel like it, man, if that's actually what's happening in the younger generations right now, then that's a really cool song to connect mm-hmm. with that and really spark that didn't they, on.
3: Didn't they play that at the Worship Together conference in the breakout?
2: Did they?
3: I think they opened up with that.
0: They might have, because you guys went to a breakout where they had mm-hmm. some young and free people there, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so guys, in case you don't know, the song, real quick, if you want to go look it up, it's called Best Friends. Um, and they're basically talking about like, all my best friends, they're tired of fake. They want the yeah. truth, and we, and we know that that's you, God. So um, it's really cool. It's really done it in is. a cool way, and we listened to it on loop, like in my, in my <laughs> house yesterday morning when we were getting ready for, for school and all that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, Next Generation is with us today. Yes. Tiffany and Michael. Daniel, as always, and myself, of course. So guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We're not going to waste a whole lot of time as we are into a new book um, in the Bible as we are moving forward. So we're in Joshua. And um, Michael, do you want to give us a little bit of context on where Joshua is taking us as we're entering into this book? So I think
3: the first thing that I think really is important to note is why Joshua is in the Old Testament. And And the thing that that happened is, is years, many years later, after Joshua is is written or recorded or however you want to say it, um, you know the, these folks kind of got together and said, you know, we need we need to to, to put these these stories in to tell the story of the Israelite people, and, and there, there was a reason why they needed to do that. The reason is that they were in exile, and and they were like, God, where are you? Like, what are you doing? You know, and to answer that question, they 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 take all these ancient writings and, and they craft this what we call the Old Testament and and this this over, overall like theme of the Old Testament is really that that God is his savior and that we see that with the ups and downs like um they end up being um you know they have their highs and then their lows and their, their lows are like being you know in, enslaved or, or being over you know ruled by other nations and every it seems like every time they get close to God that they're they're doing well they're on a mountaintop and then we they start you know being away from God, they are enslaved or they are you know ruled by other nations. And Joshua is is helping answer that question like where are you God? They're like look look at our history. So so God may not be doing what we expect him to do right now, but this is the God of Joshua. Uh-huh. This is the God that can help us conquer. Um so and and the idea here is we see that when we do draw close to God, joshua type things happen uh-huh. so joshua is is really kind of like a cheerleading kind of book uh-huh. it shows and there's a lot of deep stuff in joshua there, there's a lot of great wisdom in joshua but really it kind of shows you know what we can accomplish when we are being close to god now now as far as context we, we know that we've just finished up a lot of these laws of moses and we see that these that these israelites have uh exited slavery they've been in the wilderness and they're finally getting ready to take over the promised land and these are the battles that kind of proceed from that
0: yeah and what and and I, and th- I missed Daniel It's called Joshua because (laughs) Moses has now died, and Joshua is the leader of the Israelites as well as they go into the Promised Land, right?
1: Yeah, so they have the new leader that's kind of stepping up, and he's got big shoes to fill. I mean, Moses is, I mean, one of the, like, they consider him up there with Abraham as far as just in the whole Jewish patriarchy and different things like that. And so he has, like, uh, he was the one that, you know, established the covenant with God as the people groups, as the people of Israel established their covenant. They did it through Moses, so he has... Big shoes to fill, and, and God really comes through, in in cementing His leadership to the Israelites, which I think is really cool. Like it's not just like, all right, Joshua, you just go, go do it. You, I know you're gonna be fine. Like He <laughs> is like, he, like you can see everything they do, even from crossing the river, uh, which we're gonna read in this chapter, crossing the Jordan River. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to crossing right. the Red Sea. Yep. Uh, the way He even calls them to obey, just like Moses called them to obey. And, and so it's and Joshua's been in this he's 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 not just out of nowhere like he's been Moses's kind of right-hand man the whole time he was up there in Mount Sinai with him he was the one leading the Israelites into battle when Moses was holding his arms up uh and so Joshua has definitely established himself as a, as a, a leader and you can see it's almost like i feel like there's this kind of like bromance is the wrong word okay it's kind of <laughs> this like like, glory and honor kind of thing going on here. Like, you hear this kind of be strong and courageous, be strong and yeah. courageous. And you hear the people responding back to Joshua, we will be strong and courageous. And then so there's, like, this—I think that's kind of the, the sense of, like, some of the stuff that you're getting in Joshua. But a lot of it has to do with—it's funny because it's mostly the Lord doing all of it, right? Yeah. They're the ones that are kind of— He is going before them. He's the one that's fighting them and you're fighting. And and so I think that's also cemented pretty awesome. And and imagine if you are an
3: Israelite years after Joshua's written and and after as we're recording this and we're putting it into the Old Testament, imagine how pumped up you'd feel reading this when you are being ruled by another nation or you're exiled, like things are not going so good for you. You're wondering, where's God at? And then you read this. You're like, you know what? God's going to come through. I mm-hmm. can still have faith. When I'm at that that, the brink of losing my faith, you read Joshua, and you're like, you know what? I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can be strong and courageous. Yeah. And yeah. I
1: think one more thing, and I'll do this really quick, is that a Joshua sometimes has some problems for us because we see battles. We see a lot of deaths. We see a lot yeah. of—it looks like genocide. Um, and so I think that the Bible Project does a really good job of kind of succinctly kind of talking about that. Yeah. Um, so definitely check it out when it comes to Joshua. But I think that as we talk about it and as our listeners are kind of listening, a couple things to think about. One is that the people group that they're going into and that they're conquering the land have been an awful group of people. Like they are murdering their children. They are extremely morally corrupt. And God even predicted that this would happen in Genesis fifteen thirteen. Uh, where he's talking to Moses, or not Moses, Abraham, and he's saying, uh, uh, "Your your people, the people will go back into the land, but the the sins of the Amorites haven't warrant their destruction yet. So there's like a 500 year opportunity for the sins of the Amorites to warrant their destruction. And so there's this huge space. So it's not like they're just going in and just like just saying, "Oh, okay, God wants us to kill everybody, and that's what we're supposed to do." Also, the way it's written, it's written in hyperbole. Meaning that in the time of the days when they say, like, totally destroyed, it doesn't mean that everyone was completely annihilated. It just means that yeah. their power and presence was... Yeah, their culture. ...was kind of yeah. taken over, and a lot of it was about assimilation anyway. So, like, like Romans would come in and conquer a land, right? But they would still kind of set up, like, the, establish the people that were still there uh, and still put them over, like, Roman rule. And so uh, that's one thing. And then the last part is that... Um, is that this was a limited thing. This isn't like, okay, now we, and like knowing that we are followers of Christ and we're to love our enemies, like we are not supposed to then grit this nationalistic mentality to think that we need to go destroy other nations. This is a one-time thing where they're coming to establish themselves into the land, and their operating procedure after this is to treat every nation with the uh, pursuit of peace, yeah. not to go to war. Mm-hmm. So this is a one-time limited thing where they're going in and kind of clearing out the land.
3: Yeah. And yeah, they kind of have a theocracy here. <laughs> like God is their, their president or their their, mm-hmm. their dictator. He's their leader. We don't exactly have that today. So, no, but... Technically, yeah. we should, right? Well, sure, but what I what I <laughs> That's mean is perfect system. What I mean yeah. is is these wars are <clears throat> commanded by God, mm-hmm. and so I guess I'm saying that I think we need to be thinking carefully about these things with war and such. That since we're not commanded by God, like God is not saying go attack these people, mm-hmm. I think we need to be very when we when we think about things we need we need to kind of take a time out and take a deep breath because this is like you're saying Joshua is different than today
1: yeah Yeah. i mean we live in the age of jesus grace so Mm -hmm. and jesus said love our enemies so we follow his commands you know he said you know you're gonna people are gonna know you're my followers by how you love others with i've loved you laying laying your life down for other people so it's kind of the opposite actually it's not that we're supposed to go conquer it's actually we're supposed to lay our lives down for people now that's that's our
0: marching orders now yeah all right you guys so Um, With all that being said, we're going to go ahead and get today's uh, scripture reading. So this is Joshua 3 from the Dwell app.
4: Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim, and they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp, and commanded the people. As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about two thousand cubits in length. Do not come near it, in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people." So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant... When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Here is how you shall know that the Living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore, take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, from each tribe a man, And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests, bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap, very far away, at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, and those flowing down toward the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, were completely cut off, and the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan.
0: So, um... Today, obviously, we don't get into all of the pieces that we, uh, we set up in the context for the chapter today, um, but we do get into some pretty cool stuff, including more waters being parted by God um, as, as the Israelites can cross um, into another land that they're supposed to be in. So um, anything in there that you guys want to touch on first that really sticks out to you today? And by the way, anybody watching on Facebook Live, please feel free um, to, to post in the comments anything that stood out to you or that you'd like to talk about as, as well.
2: One thing that kind of stands out from you guys setting up the book of Joshua of God kind of saying to Joshua, you're going to be the leader is in verse seven when he says, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Mm -hmm. That verse just kind of stuck out to me. I'm like, man, you know, that's a big deal when God Mm -hmm. says to you, you know, today is the day that I'm going to exalt you. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's sometimes like I can imagine that it, it, it is a daunting task to fill the shoes of of Moses. Right. And I just like the confidence that God mm-hmm. is like speaking into him. Right. I love what he's when he speaks that kind of identity into us, because I yeah. think a lot of times we can look at like we live in a comparison generation. Right. Mm-hmm. Where we compare ourselves to so many different people, so many yeah. different walks of life and to know that God knows us and is able to speak that kind of confidence into us in like that moment. I just love that. Like I love that part of his character, you know, that he cares about that kind of stuff and that he, Knows that he's working through Joshua, just like he he has the ability and yeah. is working through us, mm-hmm. and but sometimes we can lose sight of that if we we're focusing on other people's accomplishments and trying to compare ourselves to other people instead of letting God speak that identity into us. Mm-hmm. Something else that that we as
3: a staff have been talking about since, and we talked about this last time I was on the podcast, but so I'll be quick with it. But about the wilderness, the idea of, you know. <clears throat> In life, we have, we have some difficulties that we have to cross the, the, the waters, like, like how Moses crossed the Red Sea, like how Joshua crossed the, the, the Jordan River. And we have times in our lives that we have that, that battle that we have to cross over something. And then sometimes it feels like there's a wilderness in front of us. Because here what we see is after this, it's not like, yay, we've crossed over the river, let's go chill out. They have a bunch of battles in front of them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like, yes, we've crossed over. Yes, we've had a victory. Yes, we've had miraculous things happen. Awesome. And and then sometimes there's a wilderness in front of us. And and again, as I talked earlier about how this book works, it's kind of a cheerleading book to show that like, hey, we can make it through. Uh, that, that's, that's a message I see here with with this, you know, crossing and what happens next is yes, you may have in your life some difficult times ahead and you may have just got over something that that was really terrible. (laughs) Yes, you may have some difficult times ahead, but guess what? We see the end of the story. We know that they do have, they, they do conquer their enemy. They, they do, you know, gain this promised land. And, and in our lives, we can have some of the same victories that, yes, we, we might have some difficult times in our lives that we have to really punch through. And then, oh, man, it just continues to rain. It continues to pour in our lives. But if we just continue through, there will be those good times. There will be those mountaintops. It's not all valleys.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I what, think. It's always,
2: oh, go ahead. I <laughs> no, I was just when you were talking, Michael, it made me think, too, how today the difference between today and our age of 2020 and back here you know the Israelites in the book of Joshua we have the Holy Spirit living in us Mm -hmm. and you know I just think about the beginning of this chapter and they talk about you know how they had to stay like half a mile back and it's like make sure you stay back you know it was like they couldn't be anywhere near the presence because you know of their sin and all of that and it's like Today, they had to go through those hard times, and they didn't have the Holy Spirit. Mm. And you know, it just makes me think, uh, when I was reading this chapter mm-hmm. beforehand to prepare, I just thought, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that I have you. So when I am in that wilderness, I have him right there with me, walking yeah. instead,
3: with me. Instead, in this scripture, we see over and over and over again that God is in a box. Mm. God, yeah. God is in the Ark of the Covenant, you know? I can't even
2: <laughs> fathom that, you yeah. know? I mean, imagine our day today, and there's, like, this one place, one place that everybody knows they can go to. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be so hard. And then we had to go through all these, you know, acts. And then if we were going to go there, you'd have to, you know, make sure you're completely pure or you're going to just die. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's just um, – It is a blessing. That's something God's been showing me this week because some dear um, friends that used to go to our church, they lost their son this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was 19. And, um, you know, I just keep questioning, like, man, I just don't understand why bad things have to happen to good people, you know? And um, just God's been really speaking to me this week, just saying, like, We just have to try, you know. He's Mm -hmm. over everything. He he was here back in Joshua, and here he's here now with us today, and he is here, like you said, Michael, in the end. But what a gift! What a gift the spirit is. I think,
3: and Daniel and I were talking about this earlier this week because I've been struggling Mm -hmm. through that same same kind of thing about some just terrible things that happen. You're like, Mm -hmm. and guys, I gotta be honest. I was was telling you, I have a very honest relationship with God. Mm -hmm. If I'm upset, it's like. Like, how can I hide that I'm upset? I mean, think I'm gonna like fake it? My prayers, like, dear Jesus, I you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I love that you become like a southern woman. Man. I know, <laughs> right? I know. I don't know what that like, is. The, the thing is, man, like, I'm real with God because He knows how I feel anyway. Yeah. So as I struggle with stuff, I'm like, God, what are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, judge me if you want because I I pray that way. But I you know, I do sometimes and so I've been, I've been struggling with some things that I see that I'm like, just seems totally unfair with God. Yeah. But, but as Daniel and I, and I talked, you know, he kind of helped me kind of, kind of process. It's funny how it's things that we already know, but sometimes when you have to hear it from someone else, you're like, yeah, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but having this eternal perspective, knowing that sometimes things right now don't seem like it's fair. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's right. It makes us want to question God, but I think sometimes it's hard to look at things from an eternal perspective because we've never been in, like, eternity, so to speak. Like, mm-hmm. we've never seen yeah. after death. None of us have seen that. So it's hard for us to grasp what it is. But I really believe that that in the in the scope of eternity, God makes these things right. Yeah. Even if they don't seem right. You know, because I've said this before, but if you burn your hand on a stove, in the moment, it's really terrible pain. Mm-hmm. But a year from now, you may forget that you even you know burnt your hand. Have you, you guys ever have a scar and you're like, I don't remember where I got that scar from. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it was, because I look here because I have a scar here that I don't remember where I got it from. But,
1: <laughs> but case in point, it,
3: it must <laughs> this thing here must have hurt really
0: bad to leave a mark on me. But I don't remember what it was. Right. But you also probably learned a lesson from it that you remember now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's you know that might not have been where you're going, but um, I think the things that hurt and give us scars. They yes. teach us a good lesson that we don't go there again. A lot of the time. and
3: and, and where I am going, and that's I'm not saying I'm not going there because sure. that's a good point. I'm not not saying that's, I'm not going there. Well, that's that's what God does. <laughs> God God teaches us through pain, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying, in the scope of eternity, it's like a burn. Mm-hmm. You may have a terrible, like eighty years of existence on this planet, but in the scope of eternity, no. in a billion years, how how mm-hmm. bad is is that going to feel like a burn that you forget what it, what even happened? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah.
3: I think I think
1: eternity puts things into perspective. It does. Yeah. Um. I. uh, Yeah. I'm. Sorry, we can I had a different comment and I'm I was commenting on uh, No, 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 it's totally fine. I was actually commenting to Felicia's comment about how it's so easy for us to take for granted or even just forget what we have with the Holy Spirit. And I just it's I think we get that spiritual amnesia so easily and um spoiler alert to the next chapter, they do something where they grab rocks out of the bottom of the Jordan River mm-hmm. and they make a monument and they do that to help them remember what God is doing and what mm-hmm. God has done. And and I think that that's part of I think that's part of something we need we need something to help us remember Mm -hmm. we need something physical to help us remember and they weren't a literate generation and so we can write things down and that can help us remember but they just had these rocks and they would say see those rocks piled up those 12 stones are stones that are actually from that river because God uh, let us cross the river an entire people group crossed this river because he um, was with us and he went before us and I think one of the things that really stuck out to me in this chapter was actually the beginning when the leaders are giving them this instruction and he says, When you see the Israel, the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move to your positions and follow them. Verse four, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Mm-hmm. And I I love that. Like, like it's basically saying that because the priests would be the ones that were kind of the representatives of God uh, to the people of Israel. And so basically saying, because you haven't been here before, God's going to guide you. Mm -hmm. He's going to guide you in the process. He's going to go before you. He's going to be there in the middle of the river, and he's also going to wait till you cross, and he's going to go behind you to mm-hmm. come out. And so it's like there's such great imagery there where God is—his is, is his presence is before them, his presence is with them, and his presence is behind them. And he's also guiding them in the process because let's let's you know call it what it is. There's so many things that happen in our life that it's brand new, mm-hmm. that it's new territory. We haven't been through it before. Today is a new day. We don't know all the things that we're facing, but God has been there. God knows things. He's He's not confined by time. He is infinite, right? And so, it He and we He has the we have the opportunity to have him as a guide mm-hmm. to process things, like have those honest conversations that Michael's talking about. <laughs> but but it's great because he doesn't say like, all right, you know, kick him out of the nest. You guys cross the Jordan River now. You know, guys, figure it out. He's like, I'm going to guide you just like i guided you guys in egypt and when you were leaving egypt you know with the pillar of fire by night and the cloud by the day like god is he is there his presence is there to guide them and walk them through and i i love that taking that character at trait and then now knowing we have the holy spirit that's inside of us that mm-hmm. speaks yeah. to us yeah. that can guide us direct us that comforts us that gives us all the things that reminds us yeah. all of those aspects of the holy spirit it's great like we have that guide that we can just uh, speak to, talk to process with what's going on in our day, what's ahead of us, what are what we're facing. Um, and he's there and he's present. It's uh, that, that relationship, like imagery is awesome to me. And that just really stuck out when, you know, I, I was looking at that as saying like that God said that He was going to go before them and guide them because they this was a place they would never been before mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. I think like there's part of a venture to that right? God wants to take us to places that are new unique that we've never been before and he will guide us in the process
3: mm-hmm. something that, that you hit there Daniel that I think is important is we talk about how um, what did I see Tiffany's laughing what did I do
4: you're no, not. I was just getting ready to talk, like, oh. and I was like... And then <laughs> we need, like, like little You or, you know, oh, like, what?
1: dings that, like, we hit it and a light goes up <laughs> behind us. I, <laughs> I have know,
3: like, talked a I ton. It's to my something. turn. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go first, because I have... I have.
2: I already interrupted once. I feel bad. <laughs> no, go. You, I have something you. as well. Hang Shoot. Now I think I forgot oh, what ha- ha- Brent hasn't said anything. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Okay,
0: I was trying to defer to Brent. Just one heads up. We only have about ten minutes left before we got to finish. I'll be
2: quick. No, but... It was going to follow you so nicely, now I'm going to botch it. But like (laughs) you were saying, you know, going before the unseen. And, you know, we can take that into this year. We're in a political year where none of us know what's going to happen. And, you know, there's – you can – I know for me, sometimes I get, like, a little anxious about that. Like, oh, man, here we go. What's going to happen? You know, how's this going to affect us? And we have to remember that God already knows. You know, he is before us. So we just, you know, it's just a reminder to me that I need to invite the Holy Spirit into every part of my life. Every part of it. Even with my kids, like, you know, with school decisions. You guys know I'm probably annoying because I'm always like, I don't know what to do with my kids. (laughs) I'm stressing out. And God already, he's been there, you know, and I need to talk to him about it instead of just ranting about it to everybody else. Like, I need to talk to the Holy Spirit about it because he knows my kids better than I do. And politics, like, we need to invite him into everything because he's already been there. So that was my only comment.
0: Absolutely. No, and I was just going to go a little bit more um, down the path that Daniel was taking us with with the importance of the Holy Spirit and things like that, where Mm -hmm. when you talked about those monuments that they built as reminders... Like, for them back then, that was so important. It's important for us to have monuments and things like that to be reminders today. But I think that we have something even more beneficial and beautiful through the Holy Spirit living in, in us because of what Jesus did for us. Because how many things do you walk by every single day that after a month or two, you don't even see them anymore? Wow! Mm-hmm. So you put up these monuments, these physical structures to remind you. But think about, you know, 100 years later, who's really paying attention to that when they see it? They walk by it, they don't think about it. They know it's there. Yeah. When it gets brought up and pointed out to them, they're like, oh, yeah, that's why that's there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I drive by on my way to work or on my way home every single day so many things that I don't even see them anymore. Yeah. So that's in our human nature to not see things after a while. And it's really bad in me where I just, I just keep on going and don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of the Holy Spirit living in the people of God to where we can remind each other now when the holy spirit prompts us to do so like that you know yesterday um as a staff where um we were we uh we're re- kind of revisiting that water into wilderness thing um that we all loved and really made an impact on us when we were at the uh, worship together right mm-hmm. we were able to use that as a reminder yesterday for all of us to kind of open our eyes again um, and talk about it in community and be in community. So I think that that shows, as we're going into this new small group season, the importance of community even more for sure. us to, to, to be those monuments for each other um, when the prompting of the Holy Spirit brings it to us in the right time to to speak to somebody else and remind them.
1: Yeah. You know, you I'll just say this briefly, that monuments do no good unless conversations come out of them, right? Yeah. They really don't. Like so, And that's where they say, even said that, when your children see this and ask you, hey, what is this? You tell them what it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the the pile of stones does no good unless the conversation is actually being, like taking place. Yeah. And so I think that's really important is that make the monument, but also be intentional about remembering and having the conversation, just like, I mean, why we do communion, we do it in remembrance, right, we do it, and we do it co- to collectively as a corporate body, because we want to remember together all that Jesus has done for us, and all that we have in him, and so I think that's such a crucial aspect of, because we have so many monuments, even in our nation, like the Washington mm-hmm. Monument, things like that, it's like a big pencil, right, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> like, what is that, right, but it's I mean, like, like we pencil. don't, yeah, nice. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just keep it at that. But, anyways. uh, So, uh, so, anyways. Wow. Okay. But, uh, but, anyways, but we have those monuments. But if no one talks about it, it's just like, okay. It's just
0: something. Right. If you don't teach the history of why they were put up to people, the history becomes forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could have probably picked a different monument. (laughs) Anyways.
3: (laughs) You know, the the last thing I wanted to throw out there is, is um, Daniel earlier talked about, you know, we, how he read how. The, the, the Ark of the Covenant kind of led before and they, and they all followed God and like today's equivalent is how you know we can be led by the Spirit And sometimes I think this becomes Christianese Like led by the Spirit following God And I think that a lot of people might listen and be like, okay, great So God doesn't come down and say, hey, Michael, I want you to do this Like it sounds like easy. Let's follow God and it's like, as if God's gonna be like, hey uh, I want you to apply for these three jobs and uh but don't apply for these other ones you're probably going to get one of these you know like uh, sometimes sometimes we we say these things and and it doesn't you know kind of work out in our regular lives you know so i, I wanted to touch on what it means mm-hmm. to say like follow the spirit and and this is something that i'm i'm i've had a flaw in my life of of have, being maybe too um academic sometimes and, and not being spirit led enough, so I'm really starting to grasp these things. These things I'm starting to grow in these things. And what I'm understanding is I have to trust God. God is in, he's he's omnipresent. He's in the smallest of spaces and he's in every bit of the entire universe. God is in your brain, like in in every cell in every in every bit of you. God is right there. So since God is there if he wants to help you with your thought process, he can, that's what the Holy spirit is. God is already there. So sometimes when you have that thought of something that you should do, and it doesn't seem like it's necessarily coming from you, it seems like an actual good idea, not a dumb mic idea, (laughs) then that might actually be God speaking to you. So, so sometimes trust, trust your thought process because sometimes your thoughts are his thoughts. Mm -hmm. And the tough thing is sometimes it's not, but But the the closer that you get to God, the more you you study the Bible, the more you spend time in prayer, Mm -hmm. Uh, the the more time you you spend just alone and quiet with him, the more time you spend in worship, the closer your relationship will will, will get with his to where your thoughts and his thoughts begin to connect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, you can begin to trust that more and more. So it's not like God comes down on high and like, you know, comes down from on high and like sits in front of you and is like, hey, let's have a conversation. No, God's in God's with you. God, God is inside of your head Mm -hmm. and he can lead guide, and direct you. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to give you permission to like trust some of that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's a beautiful thing. Like the more you're in intimate relationship with him, the more you're intentional with it, the more that you spend time with him, the more you start to learn what he sounds like when he's speaking to you. Um, and that's extremely important, right? So he does sometimes, I've never seen him come down and sit in front of me, but I have definitely heard him when I'm right. praying and I'm talking to him inside my head and I'm saying, okay, God, what do you want me to do? I hear him say, this is what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, and then there's a matter of, at least in me, like verifying multiple times with him. So I'm like, okay, that just isn't, like you said, a dumb, a dumb Brent idea. That isn't just me telling myself right. that. Um, to the point where... If it's something that I'm really struggling with, he's actually had other people have to answer it for me so that I know that I didn't say it to myself. Confirmation, he's speaking through other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's a beautiful thing, but you only learn really how to listen to his voice and what he's talking to you and how he speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, too. As a worship leader, I talk a lot about how we are all designed to worship in our own way. Mm-hmm. I think we're all also designed to hear God speak in his own individual way that he speaks to us. And the only way that we can learn that is if we actually spend time talking to him and Mm -hmm. listening to how he speaks back to us. And then we can start to move more confidently in that. Mm. So, uh, guys, we have just uh, two or three minutes before we need to wrap up. So, if anybody has one more point you guys want to get to, let's go for it. And then if somebody would pray to close us out, I'd appreciate it. I have a ding. Ding. Okay. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Light bulb. All right.
1: uh, Very quick. Uh, Verse 5, when Joshua tells the people to consecrate themselves or purify themselves for tomorrow, the Lord will do great wonders among them. Um, I think that there is something about setting aside the time to reflect to look this inwardly <laughs> and to 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 spend that time before the lord in building that relationship that you're talking about Brent. that that relationship doesn't come by accident like it comes through intentionality it comes through that and i love it because it's almost like when you begin to tune your eyes and your ears more to the lord you begin to see more and more what he's doing mm-hmm. in and around you and so this calling that Joshua was giving us to or giving this people israel but i think also he's t- saying to us that as we as we set aside ourselves so the consecration means kind of just like set aside put intentional time into being reflective and to deal with the issues that you have internally right so deal with some of the stuff that you got going on in your life when you do that as you're doing that god is going to work and speak into you in the moment solidify the relationship and then i love you're going to see great wonders Mm -hmm. you know god wants to do amazing things in your life he loves to show off his glory and his goodness through his people Right. And so as we take that intentional time, that would be maybe a challenge to give you all is like, what does it look like to kind of consecrate yourself? Michael Michael gave us a challenge last night about just spending 10, 10 minutes with the Lord mm-hmm. in your own, like, wherever it is, whatever your wherever your sanctuary is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think that's really a good thing for us to do is to take that time take that intentional time to consecrate yourself to build that relationship and allow God to go before us, to be with us and to go behind us and
0: to guide us and work in all the situations that we're in.
3: We won't say we're for Daniel's time.
0: <laughs> I will say just because I, there's a resource <laughs> that I've discovered that I absolutely love to use in my individual time with God. There's a YouTube channel that is literally called, if you type in soaking in his presence yeah. that you can go and they have like nine hour long Just music that they've put together that's like kind of like the ambient pads that we use here for worship. Um, But it's very simple, very minimalist, but also very beautiful. And it helps you really get into his presence, helps you really be able to focus. And um, my sanctuary a lot of the time is if if, um, my wife and kids aren't in the house— I'm able to kind of close all the blinds, um, turn off the lights in the living room, turn that uh, soaking in his presence and choose one of the songs that they have, turn that on on YouTube and just get on my face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like get down on my knees on my face and just pray and and talk to him, commune with him, listen for him um, and just reconnect with him. It's so, Mm -hmm. so filling for me and... It's so easy to forget how important it is to do that. So I'm trying to, I think as all of us are, since it's a new year and we all came back from the conference together, we're trying to find ways that work for us to spend more time with him. That's a suggestion for you, something that can aid in that as much. Michael's playing something from soaking in his presence right now, so you can hear kind of what it is. Oh, is it? It's a
3: similar kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. When so I, when I do my quiet time. I play stuff like. So this. I guess yeah. the
2: goal today, like for everybody listening, is stop and spend time with the Holy Spirit. Just mm-hmm. and make yourself do it because you won't regret it. I know for me, it's always like on the list, but it's easy to you know continue finding other things to do. We have to make ourselves, and when we do, we never regret it. And it, it's amazing because it just helps everything else that's crazy in your life just come together the way it should. So
3: yeah. Confession. I challenged you guys, and then we had a two hour delay. And you didn't do it. And I didn't get my 10 minutes in. <laughs>
0: There's still. Time. I need to. I need to drink another cup of coffee, and then I might get my ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All
0: right, you guys. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up there. I know that we got to finish up. I will do um, a short prayer, and I just wanted to say, you guys, to um, Felicia, Ashley, Cherry Holmes. Um, thank you guys so much. We see your comments out there. Um, we try to get to them when we can. Uh, today was kind of a little bit more of a rushed episode, to where we weren't able to discuss your guys's comments as much. But we are reading them. Uh, they are helping guide the conversation. And guys, thank you so much for taking mm-hmm. part yes, in guys. this conversation. So. Um, Let's go ahead and pray real quick. Um, Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank you, as always, so much for the ability to have this conversation on every, uh, a weekly basis. Um, Father, it helps us to grow so much. Um, I know that uh, there has been so much spiritual growth, growth in each one of us. Um, because of being able to be a part of this conversation and help lead this conversation um, with your guidance each week. Um, and, Father, we are so thankful that we have so many friends and so many family members out there who are joining in the conversation and, um, and helping this thing grow and reach people, Father. Um, we ask um, that, that you just continue to guide us. Um, we, we want to set intentionality in our lives, God, to spend time with you, to be able to take that time to get to know who you are, to learn what your voice sounds like um, so that you can guide us more and more every day, Father. Um, So just help us um, in our brokenness, help us in our inconsistencies, um, in our flesh, in this human form that we have right now, Father. Help us to stay more focused on that um, because it means so much to us, even if we can forget it sometimes, Father. Um, Thank you for the fact that you move through others in our lives. Thank you for the fact that you have spoken to me through everyone here today, through the people um, commenting on this um, Facebook Live that we do. Um, God, it, it's so beautiful to see you move in so many different ways. And um, we just ask for you to um, to improve our, our acuity, to improve our perception to who you are, how you move, and what you speak to us in our lives. And we pray that for everyone, not just here at this table today in this podcast, but for everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening, Father, and everyone who's coming to know you. Um, we just wanna know you more and we ask you to help us do that, Father. So we thank you, we trust you, we lift you up and in your name, we all pray and say, amen. 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 Guys, thank you so much again for yet another fun episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, Thank you, Um, go share, go tell people about it if you can and we don't say that because we wanna get popular for doing this thing, We, we say that because our hearts are still in the same place as they always have been since we started this. We want a conversation that's going to help more people come to understand and know Jesus and have Him be the King of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can play a part in that, we are very humbled to be able to do that. And that's why I thank you ever. I thank God every time um, that we get to have this conversation each week because it's just so cool to be a part of and to see Him move and grow. So, um, as always, uh, go out there, uh, be Jesus to each other, show the light of the world to other people, move in any way that you sense the Holy Spirit moving. Um, you know, if it's if it's paying for something for someone, if it's um, saying something that you feel the uh, the urging to say to somebody out of the blue, follow and be obedient to the Holy Spirit and show His light and His love to the world, and it's going to be amazing what you'll see happen. So, guys, until next week, we love you, and we'll talk to you then.
2: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.